0: As children, we tend to believe in things that aren't necessarily real. Some of these things are fed to us, like Santa Claus, but others we come up with on our own, like imaginary friends. While the adults around us might entertain these ideas, thinking them nothing more than passing childish fancies, sometimes the things that we imagine might not be as imaginary as our parents think. Sometimes... Children see things just before they die. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a mysterious case from 1920, where a nine-year-old boy named Raymond Nats drowned in a local lake. While a little boy drowning while unattended might not be all that suspicious by itself, the circumstances surrounding his death and the day before certainly are. If you are easily unsettled by things that go bump in the night, this episode might not be for you. As I'm sure some of you noticed, there wasn't an episode last Wednesday. The episode that I prepared for Wednesday wasn't where I wanted it to be, and life threw a few wrenches in the gears, too. In case you didn't see the post on social media, I just wanted to follow up. So, that episode will actually be the next episode, but let's enjoy this twisted tale in the meantime. While we might have some feelings about the 2020s, the 1920s were a fairly dazzling time in American history. It's easy to think about these stylish parties in exquisite fashion, like in The Great Gatsby, but there was actually a lot more going on at this time. In this story, we're going to focus on two key parts of life back then. The first part was the growing list of liberties for women, particularly white, affluent women, during this time. As more women entered the workforce and received more rights, the 1920s brought something fairly shocking for the culture at the time. An increase in divorce rates. With women gaining the ability to work and care for themselves, a growing number of marriages ended, and that is a key factor in this story. Raymond Nats at nine years old, was one of the children whose parents were getting a divorce. At the time of his death, his parents had been actively separated for months. And, while it was more common, a fair amount of stigma surrounded this action. The articles about this case, and as far as I can tell, there are only a few in total, did not discuss the nature of the divorce, but... It was a key focus in all of the content. The day before Raymond died, his father took him to see his mother, Lillian Nats, and this was when the parents first noted that something seemed off about their darling son. Raymond wasn't acting like himself in the slightest. Reports stated that Raymond seemed like he was in a daze, carrying on with a sort of haunted look on his face. He wasn't as responsive as he usually would be, and he seemed to be deeply troubled by something. During a discussion with his mother, Raymond told his parents that he believed that something terrible was waiting just around the corner. He fully believed that something bad was going to happen to him. I think we can all agree that this is a little unsettling, Their son is walking around looking haunted and then shares that something bad is coming. If I had a child and they did that, I would definitely not sleep that night. But Raymond's parents could actually easily explain this away and not just as the imaginings of a child. At this point in time, Raymond was currently in quarantine. In case you believed that only 2020 offered these charming restrictions, the 1920s had them too. But rather than COVID, Raymond was recovering from the measles. Since the vaccine wouldn't be introduced for over 40 years, it was a fairly common practice to grapple with this condition, which can last up to 10 days and comes with a wide range of unpleasant symptoms. Swollen eyelids, aches and pains, light sensitivity, tiredness, irritability, and, most notably, a fever of up to 104 degrees. Raymond was on the tail end of his recovery, and he seemed to be doing well enough, from what I can glean, but his parents believed that his distant state and fears were more likely caused by his condition. In his mother's own words, He was strange and seemed half paralyzed with fear. A while later, Raymond returned home with his father. On their way home, Raymond seemed to keep a physical barrier between himself and his dad, as if he didn't want to be near him. When his father told him that it was time for bed, Raymond would not hear of it. He begged to stay up, he was freaking out, and finally he admitted what he was afraid of to his dad. He said that a white shadow was following him and that something was going to happen to him. I think we can all agree that this is pretty creepy, but kids kind of do that, right? Right? Sometimes kids say creepy things, and you just have to remind yourself that they probably have no idea what they're saying, or that it's just their imagination. His father believed that this was the case, but then Raymond began talking in his sleep. And, yeah, I really don't love that either. In his sleep, Raymond laughed, and he said, You can't get me. His father, likely creeped out but completely unwilling to admit it, woke Raymond up. He asked his son who he was talking to and what he was dreaming about. In response, Raymond told his father that he was playing with the fishes in the water, and then he told him how nice it was. Fair enough, Sounds like a peaceful dream, I guess. Probably was a nice change from all the doom and gloom. But by the next day, his father would have a very different opinion. Raymond's father was a working man, which is why he had an agreement with a woman in his neighborhood to make sure that Raymond was fed while he was gone. On the day that he died, Raymond's unofficial babysitter, said that Raymond was acting strange. And then he told her that he wanted to go fishing. She tried to convince him not to go because he was acting so weird, but Raymond didn't care. He went anyway. And that night, Raymond never came home. Police began searching and were quickly able to locate Raymond's fishing gear down by the lake, but he was nowhere in sight. At least, he wasn't until they dragged the lake. There, out in the water, Raymond was found at the bottom of the lake. The main article from the Milwaukee Sentinel had this absolutely haunting quote. It said, Father and mother, separated for seven months, joined in the vigil and watched together for the waves to deliver their boy. When they found Raymond, he had a pocket watch on him. It stopped at 8.45, which told police that Raymond never really stopped to fish. He simply got to the lake and then would have drowned almost immediately. At this point in time, I don't think that anyone really wanted to look too hard at what happened. Of course, the prevailing eeriness of the tale is what makes it stick in the memory. People seem to believe that Raymond predicted his own death, but his death itself is what makes this all so disturbing. Was Raymond truly being haunted by a white shadow that was actually his own approaching death? Really, the question is, was he right? Did the fishes in the lake summon Raymond with some sort of siren song beckoning him out into the water? Or was there more to this? Were Raymond's premonitions actually predicting his own inevitable murder? We know that Raymond drowned, but... That certainly isn't the easiest feat to accomplish on your own, and I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's kind of a difficult thing to pull off unless you're using something else. Is there a chance that someone actually drowned Raymond, ghost or otherwise? Or did Raymond, a nine-year-old child, actually decide to drown himself in that lake? Some might suspect that his parents' separation was weighing quite heavily on him, but as far as we can tell, his behavior was normal before the days surrounding his death, and his parents had been separated for seven months. Was there some kind of incident that triggered a psychological response? Did Raymond have one of those high fevers and experience actual brain damage, ultimately resulting in delusions and possibly suicidal tendencies? Was he even in a right state of mind at all when he went out in the water? This is one case that feels more like a scary movie opening scene than anything. And actually, the third episode of Supernatural covers something really close to this. Is there a chance that something was waiting to claim Raymond in that lake? We just don't know. Something that did stick out to me with this case was the ways that the article focused on his parents uniting and ultimately separating again. Like, losing their son should have actually fixed their broken marriage. In retrospect, that did happen with Alexander Hamilton. So, maybe that's not completely off-base, but... Given the focus on that, I had kind of a more gruesome thought. Is it possible that Raymond wasn't killed by a stranger or a paranormal entity, but rather that one of his parents did it? Is it possible that his own father did it in an attempt to reunite with his mother, following the same logic of everybody else at the time? I have no concrete evidence to support that theory, but just seeing how the marriage troubles were framed and how the newspapers seemed to express this shock when Raymond's mother announced that she would be leaving town after the funeral rather than reuniting with her husband, it it just kind of made me think. It is definitely a spooky story and something very strange happened here. I don't know if it was a suicide, a murder, or the call of something even more sinister, but it's a terrible tragedy all the same. If you want to discuss creepy children, spooky ghost stories, or the psychological impacts of life-changing events at a young age, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks guys.